0: Good morning, folks. Nice to see you folks uh, at the first service of the day. If you want to hear the second, third time, please come for the 10.30 and also 5 p.m. Okay, we'll be there. Before we have the opening prayer, let's look at the scripture. Can I have the PowerPoint on the scripture? As the uh, PIC say, we are talking on the Great Commission the book of Matthew, the last chapter, 28, verses 18 to 20. Do I have it? Alright, folks, can I invite you to read along with me? And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth are given to me. Go therefore, make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded and Behold, I am with you always. Okay. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Yes, God our Father, we want to thank you for this freedom of worship. That you have graciously extended to us. That truly allow us to focus our mind on your goodness and to know that you are ever so close to us, helping, leading, guiding us all together. So we thank you also at this moment of the meditation on your precious word before us and teach us how to be good disciples of the Lord Jesus. To fulfill this great commission he has given to us. Speak, O Lord, for all thy people heareth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, we want to thank God that this uh, great commission has been there in the scripture of the beginning to us to now. And as you know, it's not uh, new to us, it's very, very familiar to us. In fact, the Lord will say he commanded us to go into the world uh, like as if uh, we have no choice but to obey this commission that is given to us. If you are trying to read on the 16th and the 17th verses, the early two verses, it says, Now the eleven disciples, because one betrayed him, went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, in verse 17, they worshiped him and some doubted. You see, this is a time that the Lord called them together again and meeting him at the mountain. As you learn from the scripture, a very familiar place that Jesus had an encounter with the disciple at the mountain kind of situation. And here again, after his resurrection, he came back and met them again at the mountain. And it was said in the scripture here, some worship him and some doubted. I'm not surprised huh, when he appeared to a disciple when Thomas was not there, Thomas would say, Please show me uh, the actual Lord uh, before I can believe that he has come back from life. And so some worship him and some doubted. As we know in the practical life, we have people who already worship the Lord. And some do doubt him. We have friends who worship the Lord, colleagues, and we also have loved ones or colleagues doubted God in the line. So it is our prayer that those who are still in doubt will eventually open their heart to God. And so we try not to give them out. But with due respect to the position. We only now can pray for them that as they continue their lives, one day, one day, they will come to know God and worship Him together. So, folks, in our way of reaching out with people with the gospel, with this great commission that Jesus has given to us, let us patiently wait and lead them to the Lord all together. Now, let me come back to this meeting the Lord had with the disciples at the mountain. And that reminds me, in our life-to-life experience, we have a lot of meetings. And whenever there's a meeting, we have a agenda in mind. Don't you think so, folks? A agenda will deal with current issues, issues to come, and also thinking of the uh, implementation of the matters before us. And so here we look at Jesus with his disciples, and you discover. That really Jesus had one item in their agenda, or his agenda was to ask them and go and make disciples not only among his own people, but to all nations. The Lord has given the quick commission for us is to reach out to all nations. Whether we like it or not, folks, it is a parting word the command the Lord has laid down before us. If we fail to do it, then nothing the Lord will able to do in all nations. I vividly remember this story I heard many, many years ago, and it stayed with me. And let me have this time share with you. It was was say that Jesus, after he finished his mission on earth, went back to heaven. Michael, the angel, was at the gate welcoming Jesus back. And Michael looked at Jesus. Lord, you have been on earth the last 33 years, faithfully, doing the ministry of teaching and telling the people the kingdom of God. And at the end... You even had to die for that mission. And now you left, and also what you have done, you just left it to the band of the poor, illiterate fishermen with low education. They were poor people. The only trade they had in mind was just fishing. Lord, you trust them. You know what the Lord said to Michael? Yes, I have no one else. Folks, the Lord look at you and me. No one else. And so we are the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we ask ourselves this morning, what can we learn from here about this great commission? How does God entrust the mission to us? Well, I have two points in mind to share with you. How God entrusted a mission to us. First, to us as an individual. Second, as a corporate body, God's church, God's people. You can see in the next slide, folks, that God has some more. To, that's right, some more. <laughs> to us as an individual and also to us as a corporate body. So, lesson one how does God entrust His Word to us? I want to show you an individual who has faithfully done the work for the Lord. Let me pause for a moment and show you a video clip on Dr. Billy Graham. Just four minutes, folks. Let's read it. And we pray the Lord have a message for us.
1: At the right time, and in the providence of God at the right moment, in the history of many of your lives. People have prayed for you. People have worked. People have given to make this possible. And now this is your moment with God to receive him into your heart. To make sure that you weigh enough. No, I won't be at the judgment. There is therefore now no judgment to them that are in Christ Jesus. I won't see you there. The judgment that I deserved was taken by Jesus Christ at the cross. And I accepted what he did, even though it looked foolish and looked a little bit ridiculous, for me to come forward that night and say yes to Jesus Christ in front of all those people. I did it. And I'm going to ask you in just a moment to get up out of your seat and come forward and stand in front of this platform and say, by coming, I want Christ in my heart. I want to ask you tonight, you're not sure You may be one of the finest members of one of the great churches of Missouri or Illinois, but you're not sure that you're ready to meet God and you want to be sure. You want to be certain. I'm going to ask you in just a moment to get up out of your seat and come and make sure and make certain of your relationship with Christ. If you're with friends or relatives, they'll wait, or if you've come in a bus, they'll wait. But you, come. you say, well, why do I have to come? That's the thing I don't understand. Every person that Jesus called in the New Testament, he called publicly. He said, if you're not willing to acknowledge me before men, I'll not acknowledge you before my Father, which is in heaven. There's something about coming forward and standing here that settles it and seals it in your heart. It has a spiritual impact. It has a biblical foundation. It has a psychological impact. And after you've come, I'm going to say a word to you and have a prayer with you and give you some literature and you can go back and join your friends. But don't you let this afternoon pass until you've said yes to Jesus Christ. Because you see, you may never have another moment like this. This may be the last moment that you'll ever have. And now is the moment. You get up and come with hundreds of people that have come this past week, even thousands. You come and join them and say today. I want Christ to forgive my sins. I want to know I'm going to heaven. I want to weigh enough when I have to be weighed in the great scales of God at the great judgment. If you come from that top gallery up there, it'll take you a couple minutes to come. So come right now, quickly, from everywhere, hundreds of you. God is speaking to you. You may be in the choir. You may be an usher. Whoever you are, you get up and come. We're going to wait. As you can see on television, hundreds of people are coming here in St. Louis to make their commitment to Jesus Christ. They want to be sure that their sins are forgiven. They want to know that they weigh enough in the scales of God. No, I don't believe it's too late for America to turn to God. I believe we could have healing in our country. I believe we could turn to God and find a whole new atmosphere If we did turn to him, but that can also happen in your life as an individual and it can happen in your home and it can happen in your block and in your community, in your apartment, in wherever you are. But it must start with somebody. It could start with you. If you will say yes to Jesus Christ right now. I hope you make that commitment. God help you to make it. And be sure and go to a church next Sunday. Good evening and God bless you. Thank you.
0: God bless you, folks, for having this reminder that we can open our hearts to Jesus. We pray you do. And you know, folks, Dr. Reverend or Reverend Dr. Billy Graham is no intro, no introduction. He was a world-renowned evangelist for all 40 50, or four to five decades. The audience of TV passed the mark of 2.2 billion viewers. And there are millions who have come to the saving grace of the Lord through this preaching of these dear saints of God. And it was said he started his preaching at the age of 28, even to a group already 6,000 audience at the moment. He retired in the year 2005 and died at the age of 99 February last year. And we will say that during his old age, he was affected with the Parkinson disease, but it say he did not quench his spirit. And this is what Dr. Billy Graham said, My mind tells me I ought to get out there and go, but he said that he was beginning to feel the effect of the disease, but I just couldn't do it. But then he said, But I'll preach until there is no breath left in my body. I was called by God, until God tells me to retire, I cannot. Whatever strength I have, whatever time God lets me have, is going to be dedicated. To the, doing the work of an evangelist as long as I lived. Unquote. We thank God for such an individual faithfully preaching the gospel, obeying this great command or the great commission Jesus has given to us. Now let me clarify folks, not all of us can be Dr. Peter Graham. Not even one can replace him now on earth. So before you jump to any conclusion, I'm not asking you to become Dr. Billy Graham. Neither can I be, folks. We're just doing really what God called as a pastor, over. Pastor. But I want to say to you that we can still remain that small voice, or voice of God for us, or for the world, to be that evangelist for the Lord. That whatever talents give He has given to us, we can share the love of God with us. And let me bring you back to John chapter 1, verse 41. When Andrew, the young disciple who heard Jesus, he will say in that verse here, that Andrew found his brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah, means Christ, and brought him to Jesus. And Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, the son of John, you are called Simon Sy- Peter. And you know from scripture, Peter started in that humble situation that he got to be introduced by the brother Andrew. But lo and behold, he became the outspoken disciples after the Lord resurrected. And he championed the preaching of the gospel. And the rest are history, folks. But you and I can be that humble beginning before the Lord. Do your part, folks. I'm sure the Lord will be very pleased the way that we can introduce Him to someone. In our small conversation, in the approach that we have, all you need to do is patiently, passionately pray with a person, colleagues, loved ones, even the grandparents, but with a sense of urgency because we never know how tomorrow will come to us. Let us do it in a sense of urgency. And it will be a great joy for us to celebrate the one who comes to know the Lord. We don't have to go by the thousands, millions of people, folks. But thank God for that mess to come. And we can start small. To the one that you love, to the one that is close to you, to the one who is dear to you. Start praying, folks, and be obedient to this great commission that Jesus has laid before us. Quickly, we we'll move to lesson two. Besides entrusting to the individual to do the work, the law also entrusted to the corporate body, the church, to do what it needed to do. Remember the last parting word from Rev. Doctor Billy Graham. He said, "Be sure." you go to church on Sundays. Be sure that you go to church on Sunday. You see, it's just so interesting that at the end of the preaching or the ministry, he reminded the audience or those who came forward to know the Lord that I'm going to hand you over to the church. Though. Because he, as an evangelist, his job has done and finished, preach the gospel, pray with the people, The next step that people need to do was to go into the church. And folks, you and I will know that the church is a place where we can nurture the soul of God. The scriptures say we will make them disciples of Jesus Christ. Bearing in mind the church is not a building, neither is a social club or a concert hall, folks. The church is the people of God gathered together to worship and adore the name of God altogether. We are here to serve and honour God faithfully, living by the teaching of the scripture, the word of God, will continue the ministry of Jesus given to us. In short, the church is a spiritual home, given to us, have this spiritual covering of our life. That we can encourage the life of worship, learn to live our quiet time, or live by our quiet time, learn how to have a personal time, and then learn to even say a personal prayer or prayer with one another, and learn to serve and grow together in the journey that God has started in our lives together. Yes, we were safe in the stadium by the preaching of the Word of God or somewhere else. But the nurturing part, we come together in the Church, the body of Christ. As the scriptures say, all authority in heaven and earth are given to me, the Lord say. As an individual, remember folks, we are goal and to make disciples of all nations. Jesus has empowered us for the ministry of reconciliation, helping people be transformed under the grace of God. And to grow as saints of God and men and women of God all together. We can do it, folks. That as a church, we're going to baptize them in the name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and also to teach them to observe all that Jesus commanded us. And wonderfully, the Lord said, I will be with you till the end of ages. Jesus never left the job for us alone he will accomplish us and I came across there are 11 occasions or events that the Lord appeared to the people after his resurrection and let me show you these few verses alright there are 11 occasions one is to Mary Magdalene in John chapter 20 14 to 18 and also to the women right after the resurrection in the Gospel Mark and Matthew. The third and fourth occasion, you see the Lord appear to Peter and also the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. Then the fifth and the sixth, you see the disciples in Jerusalem and disciples in John chapter 20. And also, you can see Thomas, and the, 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 he was missing at that time. And 8 and 9, you can see the Great Commission that Jesus appeared to them. And the 500 mentioned in 1 Corinthians. And also, 1 Corinthians he appeared to Brother James. Okay. 11 occasion, the last one, his disciple at Ascension. But Luke chapter 24 and Acts 1, when behold, they're looking at Jesus ascended back to heaven. There are 11 occasions scripture mentioned about the appearance of Jesus after his death to more than 500 people. Lo, I am, will be always. And I believe the Lord is with us today too, in what you are doing and what you can do for him. And we thank God, God has given us a church to be that spiritual home for people to continue the walk of the faith in God. Let me quickly, in closing, to reveal to you last month how we have kind of reached out to people as a church. We thank God that we had set aside last month, August, a month of outreach. And we have the second Sunday. You can see the COSC, the Social Concern Committee reaching out to you to appeal for volunteers in the area of tuition program and we are also helping up in the offering of bursary as we provide it to the needy students and we need volunteers and helpers to help us to reach out to the seniors at the senior centre. This is under the umbrella of our social concern. Then we have the third week uh, we also, sorry, before that we have our brother Joshua talk about his missionary work, uh, reaching out to those farming uh, people, enriching the products and harvests, and also coordinating and mobilizing the support for disaster relief. That's our brother uh, Joshua, as missionary of the church, share about his ministry. And then we have the third Sunday, we observe what we call evangelism, awakening evangelism Sunday. We talk about reaching the community with visitation and distribution of goodies, getting in touch with the neighborhoods, and even getting friends to join the Alpha program. By the way, the second run of Alpha is this month, September, folks. You look at the announcement, we ask that you really take every opportunity to invite your friends, colleagues, neighbour, young and old, come and join us. And registered their name with us at the info counter, the service. We're starting Alpha in this month of September for our second run. And then Kelvin, as a chairman or evangelism chairman, spoke about how we need to reach out individually. And he was the one who introduced the app for us. Remember, he asked you to take out a handphone, download something. Are we able to use that, folks? That's how we can reach out to individual or through our effort. Then last Sunday we thank God we climated until mission Sunday, where we realized the mission work continue be a challenge of individual into full time ministry or ministry for the Lord to call him or her to do, and we also organize mission trips where we reach out to countries to the way to minister to them with the gospel that God has given to us. And we thank God for sending a brother, Dr. Tan Lai Yong, Dr. Tan Yong himself, to share a very personal, interesting, challenging call of God in his life and his family, who put him in Yunnan for the last 15 years for coming back to Singapore, ministering to the people. Folks, God is at work in our midst. And this morning, continue to remind us, God can work in your life and my lives. And we want to praise God and thank Him for every opportunity that we can serve and be a blessing unto others. So we hope after this service, we can make a response to the Lord. We ask that you pray. You can see the next slide that you are able to catch the vision the Lord has given to us. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of Father, Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all Jesus has commanded us. The Church, we'd like to appeal to you to come on board with us folks. We thank God for many of us have been serving Him as a Church leaders, ministry staff, And we believe that more can come and join us so that we can fulfill this God-given task, given to us. We have a poster, you can see in the next slide, placed in the notice board outside the sanctuary. You can take a look about the three Sundays that we have shared the work. Uh, Today, we continue to remind you we need workers, helpers, volunteers. In the youth ministry, in social concern work, and also in various ministries like the worship and music, and also even serving as an AV group with us together, or join the answering team. And if you are ready, please, after the service, go to the counter and register your name. The command is given to us, go and make disciples of all nations. And we pray that God will continue to get us for your response. In conclusion, let me read to you slowly. We need you and God will be pleased to lead and guide you to For every woman or every man and woman, young or old, is needed. And let us do our task, a God-given task that be counted for eternity. Amen. Let us pray. God, we want to thank you for reminding us this great commission that the Lord has given to us. And we thank you for his ministry on earth that he laid down his life, that man and woman can be saved by your saving grace, that we can be received into eternity. And we know it's not only for us, it can be for our friends, our neighbours, our colleagues, schoolmates, even strangers, to know this saving grace. So we pray, Lord, as your people, we be faithful to serve you and able to reach out both as a person and also as a church together. So we ask that your word continue to be alive in us to remind us this awesome task that is given to us. In Jesus' loving name we pray. Amen.